Hi, I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Really do appreciate your time, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. Thank you for allowing the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your listening and your viewing pleasure. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints and adding pass rush uh, to their roster and looking at a uh, defensive end chase young and would it be a good idea to make a trade uh, for chase young uh, we're going to be diving into some of the things that the saints uh, need on the defensive line uh, throughout this show and of course uh, we're going to be reading your comments and answering your questions uh, as well uh, but let's go ahead and get into it um, you know chase young uh, the stories have been coming out about him ever since the Washington Commanders uh, decided not to pick up his fifth-year option, which to me was a little bit of a surprise, especially uh, how Chase Young started his career. I mean, he started off wreaking havoc. He had about seven and a half sacks his first year, and it, it seemed like he was going to build on that. And then all of a sudden, uh, in 2021, uh, he ended up having a – he ended up having an ACL tear, um, a grade three ACL tear. I think it happened maybe in like November of 2021. And, uh, you know, in 2022, he was still uh, rehabbing and trying to come back from that. And I don't know if the prognosis of this thing maybe played a part in them not picking up his fifth year option or uh, the commanders felt that they that he needed to prove something. But 
all in all, you just don't see a, a team just give up on their number two overall pick like they did uh, with Chase Young. Uh, Chase Young is a, a young, explosive defensive end. Uh, he came out of Ohio State. He played alongside a guy, uh, Pete Warner, uh, who was a linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Chris Olave was also his teammate as well. So, I mean, we all know that the Saints love themselves, some Ohio State players. And I just think that Chase Young is a guy that you can add to your team that can give you some some uh you know i won't say some pass rush he can actually possibly be the answer uh that we've been looking for as far as having a succession plan post cam jordan i really think very highly of this guy and i don't know why you know all of a sudden like this guy has gotten into the bad graces of the commanders maybe it's just the fact that they're the commanders and you know it just seemed like you know th this team always has something going on but I like Chase Young, and I think that he would be a great asset to the New Orleans Saints. Now, before people start talking to me and saying stuff like, oh, well, the Saints have had defensive ends. Look at Peyton Turner. Uh, look at Marcus Davenport. These guys have had a history of being injured. But to me, none of those guys at any time that I can just sit back and be like, man, they gave me what I seen from Chase Young. Chase Young, to me, was on a trajectory to being one of the best pass rushing football. And I still feel that he can be that guy. And I think the commanders are probably end up paying him if he comes out this season and, and dominates the way that they feel like he, he should. If he gets double digit sacks, I feel like they would do it. But I just think that, you know, why not make a phone call? I mean, we know that the commanders are going through a little bit of a transition, uh, trying to find ownership, uh, trying to find their own identity trying to figure out what they're going to do as far as, you know, coaches and the team going forward. They got Sam Howe uh, as the starting quarterback. They got some new pieces that they added to the team. So maybe they'll be interested and in maybe hearing, not trying to shop Chase Young so much, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with picking up the phone and seeing what you can actually get. Now, if you're asking me what would be a good price for a guy like Chase Young, to me, I feel like it would be a, a third round pick would be suffice. A third round pick would be a good uh, pick for him and maybe a player like somebody like Carl Granderson. You know, they, they probably will have to go to the commanders, a guy who's young and promising, just like Chase Young. But I think it's worth the investment. Um, I, I'm not so much. I don't care about the contracts. Look, I don't care about the money and all that kind of stuff. We've seen the New Orleans Saints finesse and make moves in order to get the players that they wanted. How many years have we seen the New Orleans Saints uh, just pull money out of thin air? Look, the, the, game, the name of the game is winning. And for some of those Saints fans out there that are reluctant and are counting pennies and dimes and quarters, trying to uh, stay above water, uh, tell me what has that gotten the New Orleans Saints as of late? As a matter of fact, what has it gotten the Saints, period? For the exception of 2009, the lowly championship that the New Orleans Saints got, what has it gotten so while everybody's out here trying to worry about what the Saints got in their pockets, you have other teams out here exhausting the cap, trying to find the best players, the best assembly, the best depth possible in order for them to make a Super Bowl run. I no longer care about trying to keep my head above water. The name of the game is winning. We have seen this on several levels. We have seen this several times where we've seen teams put all of their chips on the table and let it ride. 
And yet we still have reluctant Saints fans that are still talking about how much it's going to cost, how much it's going to cost. This isn't uh, new windows on your house or new shingles on the roof. This is about winning, all right? And we know that the New Orleans Saints have to strike while the iron is hot, especially when we have a coach that has a whole lot of unanswered questions. So the Saints should be trying to do everything within their power to try to exhaust whatever they have in order for them to try to be a formidable team. And if Chase Young end up giving you double-digit sacks, if Chase Young end up giving you uh, what you've been looking for as far as a guy coming in, uh, being a good succession plan for Cam Jordan, then I just think that it's a plus. You can't be around here trying to count pennies if you're talking about being a championship team. It just It's just not going to happen. I mean, in order for you to be able to get luxury, right, to stay in a luxurious hotel, to stay in a nice house, to ride in a nice car. You have to spend money, folks, okay? You can't just go out there and kick the tires and try to negotiate and haggle your way down uh, to a price that you feel like is formidable or be, uh, little to nothing. You're not going to do that if you're going to be riding in luxury. Now, you can do it for a lemon, a car that's probably got triple-digit uh, miles on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But all, all I'm saying is you got to be able to you, you got to be able to pay in order for you to get what you need. You, you look at teams like the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They put everything that they had. Now, the, for, as far as the Eagles, it didn't work out for them. They got close, but it didn't work out. As far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, adding Tom Brady, adding Antonio Brown, adding Gronk, all these other guys on the team, Leonard Fournette, it worked out for them. So, my question is to all those out there that are reluctant about the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, paying, you know, paying a certain amount of money and, and saving money. What has it gotten? That that's my my question for you. What has it gotten? If you can add a guy like Chase Young to your team, if you can add a guy like Chase Young, why not? And if he can give you double digit sacks, why not add this guy to the team? I'm about winning. I don't know about you. I care about the Saints winning. I don't care what it costs, all right? You're not paying them. I mean, that's just what it is. You're not paying for these guys. It's not going, it's not, they're not going into your bank account. So if the Saints have money to spend and they're willing to spend it, why not? But let me go ahead and read some of your questions and, and, and we'll go ahead and go from there. Uh, thank y'all for being here. I, I know this is, uh, this isn't normal. You know, I normally don't do shows uh, around this time. This is live, by the way. Uh, but, you know, but I, I just wanted to, uh, I haven't done a show. I, I've been on vacation from the radio station this week. i um, been trying to do some things around the house uh, you know, and working on some things. Uh, so just thought I would do a show tonight. Says, whoa, now, TJ, do you think he'd be expensive as far as trade value? No, I don't. You know, based on his, his injuries and the fact that they didn't pick up his fifth year option, I don't feel like they have leverage. I don't think they have enough leverage to be around here saying we want a first round pick for Chase Young. Because the thing about it is you wouldn't be willingly trying to trade away a guy that has first round value. Unless that guy is like a, a problem, a nuisance or something like that. Then, you know, then you have something. But this guy has, you know, this guy is a team captain. You know what I'm saying? So that, that tells you everything you need to know about who this guy is as a player. Uh, Saints should do it, but uh, keep Cam Jordan. Well, yeah, I mean, look, we're not trying to shop or get a, get rid of Cam Jordan here, but I think that it is com is 
it comes a time when you have to look at the succession plan. And I think that this is something that has hurt the New Orleans Saints. And we have seen over the last couple of years because the Saints did not pull the trigger on trying to find someone uh, to replace Drew Brees. You know, not doing their due diligence, uh, just riding the wheels till they completely fall off. And um, I just think that the fact that they didn't have a succession plan is the reason why the Saints are in the condition that they're in right now. So you don't want to do the same thing when it comes to pass rush. And if you can get a guy like Chase Young that you know is capable of being a dominant defensive end on your team, you try to do what you can. But I, to me, per, me personally, I don't feel like, you know, he's worth a first round pick or even a second round pick. A third round, I'm with you. Uh, I think Chase Young is worth a fly up for any team. His issues has been helped, so he could be a half for a mid-round pick. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm saying maybe a third-round pick would be great. Uh, let's see. A uh, man lost faith in the organization. Now nah, it uh, was injuries, but still. Well, look, I don't know exactly what it is. All I know is uh, as good as this dude has been and how promising, as promising as his career is, I just don't understand why the commanders would do something like this unless, you know, like they, they know something that we don't like. I, I don't know if the prognosis is like, man, well, he has like maybe three, four years top before, you know, he has to shut it down completely. I don't know. Right. But it's just weird to to see this guy in action and see how dominant he he was you know, when he was running around and the fact that they're not willing to give him a fifth-year option, you have to wonder why, you know what I mean? But at the same time, these are the commanders we're talking about here. No disrespect, but the commanders have been a circus uh, from the, the you know, the, the all the, all the um, you know, sexual, you know what I'm saying, stuff that's coming up out of there. You know what I'm saying? You got a, what they had, like sexual harassment uh, charges, uh, you know what I'm saying? Hiding stuff under the rug. It just seems like there's something always coming out of uh, Washington. So I don't know. I, I can't, I couldn't take. Why would Redskins trade him? Do it as a stud and top five player at his position. Well, the same reason, I mean, the, the same thing that you just said is the same reason why I'm wondering why they didn't pick up his fifth year option. I don't understand it. Just don't need to break the bank on him, but he'd be a nice addition. Why, you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't we want to break the bank for getting players that, that you know for a fact can give you a lot of production? Like this dude is like, I, I feel like when it comes to Davenport, like I know some people are kind of compare this situation to a Davenport. Davenport to me never was dominant like this guy was. Like it, it was almost to a point where you had to look at Marcus Davenport's qualities or whatever like that in order for you to feel secure about talking about with this guy I mean this guy is a pretty easy read like he's dominant he's physical he has that good first step and he's getting to the quarterback regardless right I mean to me even if this guy is hurt he still would be a top 10 top 15 defensive end in the league even if he is if he's not the player that he was when he first came out of Ohio State, I still feel that he would be one of the best defensive ends in football. I can't say that about Davenport. I can't. TJ, if we had him, where does that leave Foskey? Foskey is not going to be a starter anyway, in my opinion. I think that's going to be Carl Granderson. I think Carl Granderson is going to be the starter. Uh, now, 
uh, you know, things could change. Uh, Foskey can come out there, dominate during training camp and make it very easy for the Saints to appoint him as a starter. But as of right now, I see him more as a rotation guy. Uh, probably as the time goes on, if somebody gets hurt, he'll probably get the start. But I just think that belongs to Carl Grandison. And it doesn't mean like if you add Chase Young to the team, it, it, then Isaiah Foskey is going to be the odd man out. Look, you can never have too many pass rush. I mean, how many pass rush have we seen from the New Orleans Saints go down last year alone? I mean, you had uh, Tano passing your missing time. You had um, you had Shai Tuttle missing time. Malcolm Roach missing time. Uh, the only, only one on that line that was pretty consistent, of course, was Cam Jordan, right? You know what I'm saying? Davenport was out there, but he didn't really do nothing. Peyton Turner, uh, you know, was healthy scratches more times than not. So there's always going to be room for guys to be a part of the rotation, rather it's injury or a guy not getting the job done. So to me, I don't think it would hurt him at all. I think that he will still get his opportunities to do what he needs to do. Uh, pay him, but at a reasonable price. Well, like I said before, I don't know <clears throat> exactly what we mean by a, a reasonable price. Um, I, I don't understand it. Like if a guy can contribute, a guy's making plays, pay him. If he's not making plays, then, you know, find somebody else. But I'm not – you ain't winning nothing around this thing trying to save money and, and, and collecting pennies. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, a lot of teams don't pick up the fifth-year option on their picks. The Saints have to think about life after Cam Jordan. Yeah, but a lot of teams don't pick up their fifth-year option if they feel like a guy hasn't proven himself. Like Justin Jefferson, they picked up his fifth-year option. You know, like – you know, like – Players that you see that are out there making plays and doing things, you know, they they the teams pick up their fifth year option more times than not. When it comes to Chase Young, I mean, to the dude was a, a team captain, you know what I'm saying? Like the dude has seven and a half sacks. Like the dude has a he's a he's a dominant force. So I don't understand like why not pick up this dude fifth year option if you feel like this dude is the future of your franchise. You don't pick guys second pick overall and don't pick up their fifth year option unless you just feel like this dude is just not going to be anything. Like he just going to stink. He just going to suck or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I I just don't, I don't get it. I I don't get it at all. Uh, Obviously health is an issue. Teams don't give a healthy pass rush. That's a good point, you know, but like I said, he, he, what he showed, I still would pick it up. I still would pick it up. Uh, let's see. Chase is awesome, but we uh, don't need a guy with health issues. We've been down this road too many times. Why do you think the commanders didn't take the fifth? They know. I mean, that could be it. But at the same time, if <clears throat> if you trade and it's like a mid-round pick, who cares? Like, you know, like I hate to say it like that, but when you start going into like, fourth round fifth round those guys making the team is a plus it's not a guarantee that you're going to be a part of the team because you get drafted you have to earn your spot so if this dude comes in and you give a third or fourth round pick for him and he comes in and it don't pan out what do you really lose right who's who fall who's losing sleep over a fourth round pick i mean a fourth round pick could work out for you but Teams ain't just sitting up here like, man, this four-round pick going to change the trajectory of my team. No. 
not gonna happen you know like it just what it is like i'm i'm about adding guys that can contribute i'm about adding guys that can get to the quarterback adding guys that can get the ball back into the hands of the offense uh getting guys that can get the quarterback on the ground that is what i'm looking for i'm not looking i'm i don't care about saving i'm not looking about i'm not looking at saving change what has that gotten you that's that's my whole point like everybody's sitting up here talking about for the right price what has for the right price got the saints what has it gotten them what has it what has saving change got the saints at this particular point you should be trying to exhaust everything you have in order to make a formidable team i don't i don't care about i don't like at this point why do you care about contracts and what contracts look like in verbiage like the saints have not been to the playoffs in two seasons right you you gotta you gotta worry about winning it it comes a time where you you gotta just do what you have to do in order for your team to be successful i'm not sitting up here worrying about no change man That, that just ain't it uh josh says you unmod me yeah, I did unmod you because you asked me to, right? <laughs> that would you ask me to do? You you asked me to unmod you. Uh, I'm a, I think last last show or show before last or something like that, because it was an issue between I don't know you and uh, Jerry or something like that having communication or something. I don't know. I thought you that's what you told me to do. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if we actually uh might roll into next off season with some money. Or a little uh, headroom, it'll change, I'm sure. But yeah, look, I, all I all I, I care about winning at this point. Uh, I'm thinking trading. Uh, Bay might be Winston. Uh, let's see, Pete may Taysom or maybe AK. I think Taysom uh, touches will be much more down with additional weapons. Hope uh, we keep him and Winston quarterback too is important. Uh, we should know. I don't think that Taysom numbers are going to go down. I don't think Taysom numbers are going to go down. I don't think that it's going to affect that. Uh, I mean, if the Saints are, are smart, you, you're not going to limit Taysom Hill's uh, touches because every time Taysom Hill touches the ball, for the most part, m- magic happens. So why would you try to take the ball out of this man's hands? I just don't understand it. Hold on one second. I'm going to be Sorry about that, folks. I had to uh, get my my charger. Um, my my laptop was about to die, so I apologize for that. Um, let's see. Sorry, TJ, but the Saints aren't in a bad position at the moment. Um, I'm not saying they're in a bad position. It's not about having a bad position. Like 
I'm not trying to wait till the sky is falling for me to fix the roof. You know what I'm saying? The leaky roof. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm trying to dot my I's and cross my T's. And when I when I say that, I'm talking about like when, man, I keep on using the Eagles because they're a good example. Like the Eagles had the best record in the NFL for, you know what I'm saying, the majority of the season. But that didn't stop them from going out there to get Linval Joseph and Indama Kinsu. Like, that didn't stop them from, you know what I'm saying, going out there getting, you know, some of the, you know, adding to the team and trying to get better. Getting James Bradbury and all these other guys, you know what I'm saying, when when the Giants let them go. It's about trying to add more depth, man. You're trying to win. And, you know, it ain't about being in a bad position. It's about trying to maintain the momentum that you're building. And by getting a guy like this, it'll, it'll add to it. Uh, Chase Young is smart, uh, like come to New Orleans. Chase is young, uh, get it, but uh, he's 24 years old. Yeah, I mean, look, plenty of football, plenty of football ahead of him. No doubt about that. Let's see. Uh, Jameis' number one fan is in the house. Well, that's good to know. Let's see. Uh, TJ, with $14.5 million in cap. I say we sign him to a three-year, $40 million deal with a voidable year. What say you? Well, I mean, it's not about <laughs> what they're going to sign him to. It's up to him and his and his agent. But um, I don't know, man. Like, if he comes in and he dominates, then you're going to have to have a conversation. Because it's not like, oh, he just he, he playing with empty pockets. Like, you've seen him in his first year, so you know it's not an outlier. So if he comes in, you trade for him, and he gets 15, 16 sacks. That's not an outlier. Like, more time, like, there's a strong chance that this is going to be who Chase Young is going forward. So, you're going to have to pay him like that. That just comes, that's just the breaks. But <clears throat> you're going to have to do that anyway, right? No matter what pass rush you get. Like, what are you going to do? Like, when Cam Jordan retires, and let's just say, for example, Isaiah Foskey becomes a dominant pass rusher and he's getting double digit sacks every single year, you're going to have to pay him. You know, so I'm look if the guy goes out here and he dominates, then that's a conversation you're gonna have to have, and it's gonna have to have some tough decisions, but you're gonna have to make them because guys like this don't grow on trees. TJ, the Vikings are releasing Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, that's not a surprise though. I mean, pretty much saw it coming. I mean, all the reports that have come out about Dalvin Cook, um, about him playing and you know, being in in, in Minnesota. Uh, you know, probably was wasn't going to happen in 2023, but I mean, he he'll find a home, man. He'll, he'll end up. It's not he's not going to be on the street for very very long. His ability to catch the ball um, out of the backfield, running between the tackles, um, I, I think that he'll find a home. Probably going to be somewhere with the Dolphins, or you know, I, I'm I'm not sure about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that could be a possibility as well. Uh, Chase Young is an athletic 4-3 end that could potentially be a good hands-up guy in a 3-4. He's still relatively raw as a player, though. I don't care. I just know that dude is going to be a really good player, you know, and hopefully, you know, if if he was out there on the streets and the commanders are willing to trade, make a trade for him, you know, why not? Not saying dude is a bad player. I'm saying i never seen him play in the same system. He could be amazing under Dennis Allen, but I want to see it uh, in a good uh, price one-year deal. Well, if he does come to New Orleans Saints via trade, 
it's not going to be like a one-year deal. The Saints just take on the contract in which he has right here. So he's on a final year of his deal anyway. So you're going to get what you're asking for. <laughs> you know, So you know, whatever he comes with, and let's just say, for example, he dominates, then there you go, right? So whatever he comes with, that's what it is. It's not like, oh, the Saints – now the Saints can, you know – sign him you know you know well trade for him make the trade and then tear up his contract and and give him a contract extension but if you want to see what this guy has before you make a full commitment then this contract would be for you because he's going into the final year of his deal before he tests his free agency anyway so i mean it's pretty much like you know a guy like how von bell was in his final uh year uh, Reggie Bush, how he was in his final year, kind of same way, right? You know, like you making a choice if you want to pay this guy or not. So it'll be the same thing. He's a good kid too, high character and great guy in the locker room. Everybody talks very highly of him. I said, I mean, he he was young and he was a team captain. TJ, as long as we don't Jerry's bird this thing, is a, I'm okay uh, with picking up Chase. Yeah, I mean, look, it can be the same situation. See, this situation is could be that similar to Man, I keep using the Eagles. Eagles and C.J. Garner-Johnson. They use C.J. Garner-Johnson. They didn't pay him, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got those six. They got those six interceptions and all that, that great defensive work, and they ain't commit to him. So, you know, that was their choice at the end of the day, right? So it could be the same situation. It, it's a, it's a wait-and-see approach. His contract will be a wait-and-see approach. If the Saints were to make a trade for him, you know, he would be going into like the final year of his deal before he can test free agency. So depends on what he does. The Saints can be like, you know what, man, let's go ahead and, and lock him up for the foreseeable future. Uh, we haven't exactly made the best moves paying people either. LOL. Well, I disagree with that one, man, because we paid Cam Jordan, paid dividends, paid Demario Davis, paid, paid dividends, uh, paid Alvin Kamara, paid dividends. Pay Taysom Hill, pay dividends. Uh, you know, Derek Carr remains to be seen. Um, who have they actually paid and it didn't really work out? I mean, Lattimore, you know, um, trying to see some guys that they actually added to the team. Um, who have they, you know what I'm saying, who have they paid and it just didn't pan out? I guess if you want to talk about years past, but more most recently, they've been like very smart with the decisions that they made and guys that they have paid have been have come in and contribute you know so i i can't say that you know now when you want to talk about big time free agent acquisitions nah it didn't work out i mean i, I heard somebody mentions jerry's bird that suffice um but you know i mean not too many guys you know what i'm saying i can just think of that over, over the last two to three years that they paid and it just didn't work out for them um, like I say, you have to go back to the Jarius Bird, Brandon Brown, Kobe Fleeners. Yeah, those those guys didn't work, but they've been pretty good at paying the guys, right? And some guys they're allowed to go, and you know those guys have been difference makers for their team. Alex Azzalone, Trey Hendrickson, uh, Marcus Williams before he dealt with an injury. C.J. Gardner Johnson, they let him go via trade. So you know, I mean, sometimes it works out, sometimes it does not. You know. But I'm not I'm not caring about at this particular time, folks. I'm just gonna be real with you, man. I'm, I care about winning. I I mean, saving for a rainy day ain't gonna get you what you need to be what you need to do. 
If so, I shouldn't be able to see him right now. Um, let's see. Uh, it's probably impossible, but I would love Daniel Hunter, especially if his contract can be restructured. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Hunter is another guy that's out there, you know, that would be a, you know, difference maker. I mean, I, I like Daniel Hunter a lot. Um, he was he's a much better pro than he was when he was in college, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, I think he still has something left in the tank, and I think that he would be a great asset. But I'm more – I'm looking at Chase Young a little bit more because of his youth and the fact that he could be your cornerstone player going forward. And that's what you're looking for right now because, once again, you don't want to be in that situation where it was with Drew Brees. Waited too long to try to find a replacement, and honestly, you didn't. You know, you had to go to free agency, and hopefully you're thinking that a guy like Derek Carr can pan out. Also, y'all remember Jason Pierre Paul, a former multi-season first-team All-Pro that took multiple seasons just to be uh, become a starter. He also reminds me of Chase Young. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Jason Pierre Paul was an athletic freak coming out of Central Florida, uh, South Florida, if I'm not mistaken. I think he went to South Florida, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, it was kind of hard for him to get on the field, to be honest with you. When you got Justin Tuck and, and you know Matthias Kiwanuka and all them boys out there, I mean it was going to be kind of hard for him to hit the field, but he ended up making it and, you know, he ended up being a difference maker. So, but to me, I think Chase Young is better than him. I think at this stage where Jason Pierre Paul was and where Chase Young is, I think Chase Young is better. The Saints front seven is good, but they definitely are not above adding extra depth, especially this unit will get punished, get more elite and balanced offenses. Well, I don't know if they're good or not. I mean, <laughs> like, I, what make? Uh, okay, let me ask you this: What makes you say that they're good? Like, who's on it? Who's on that front seven that you just feel like that you've seen besides Cam Jordan that is just a, a dominant player? I, I, I don't know one. Right, every last one of those guys, in my honest opinion, if you're talking about them being good. It's just the fact that, you know, it's just kind of your intuition or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I expect or your expectations. That's the word. Your expectations of it. Like, man, I hope they I, I think they're going to be good. Think is one thing, you know, and they might end up being good, you know. But, man, we like you just mentioned, man, they, they, they can't be beyond reproach in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you want to get better on every side. And honestly, if you have a little bit too much that's a good problem to have we have a good roster let's just hope we can stay healthy and take advantage of playing what we think is a weak schedule i agree you know it's a it's, it's a good team right now but i'm gonna be honest with you i thought it was a good team last year you know and i'm very hesitant about what this team is doing and i understand that we see these OTAs and we see these highlights and all that kind of stuff there. And that's cool. But, man, you got to play the game. And um, last year we thought these boys were about to – they were Super Bowl bound. I need to see it in person. Like, a bunch of, like, stories from columnists that cover the team is is not going to satisfy me. I, I'm just not. You know, like, you seeing these guys out here with helmets and, and shorts on running – fast that ain't got they ain't got a bunch of equipment holding them down and weighing them down like you got to go out there and you got to put in that work you know what i'm saying so 
to me, I don't know what this team is as of right now. I, I, I don't. I see some I see some good players. I see them adding players, and I just think that it's exciting, but I need to see it in real time. I'm not I'm I'm not sitting up here content with this team. I heard uh Derek Carr's uh, family podcast, they won't be the last we see of Gruden and Nola. I could see him being a OC if Pete fall flat this year. I don't know about I don't know about um being an OC, but I can see him like coming in as a consultant, you know, like somebody coming in, maybe uh, understanding who Derek Carr is as a quarterback and as a player, being that he coached him, uh, you know, for for X amount of years. I can see him coming in, adding that his expertise to that. And look, I understand what the guy did. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not sitting up here acting as if I, I don't know what the guy said and what he did. And I can understand how it can make some people feel not all these fake activists out here. That's only outraged when something come across their timeline. I ain't talking about them. Like those type of people really legitimately make me sick. Like, seriously, like I wish the, the world can get rid of people like that. Like you're not even doing it for the person or the thing. You're actually doing it for yourself because you want to big up yourself to make yourself feel self-righteous. And for that, you get no love and no respect from me. I can understand for those people that's going hard in the paint for activism, how John Gruden coming to the New Orleans Saints can make somebody feel, right? But at the same time, it's, it's kind of like with these players. I, man, I hate to be this person, but it's just the truth. If a player is really good and he's really talented, Teams will look past their imperfection time after time after time again. The fact that this dude is as knowledgeable he as he is offensively in a game that is, you know, strictly mostly offensive minded. You know what I'm saying? The teams want offensive minded coaches for the most. That's that's the words. Those are that's the statement. They want offensive minded coaches. They want to put points on the board. They want to generate excitement in the stance. And this guy has the recipe to do it. And as long as he can do these things, you're going to see him roll up and, and, and find him talking with coaches, sitting down with quarterbacks. That's just the way that it is, folks. Seriously. If you have a certain talent that a team feel like they can tap into, they will look past your imperfections. That's just the truth. Now, you can pout and you can be mad and you can say all these different things. You can put a fist up. You can find some a graphic with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King dapping each other off in a, in a, in a, in a well, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like well-documented statement and all that kind of stuff that people do to try to big up themselves all you want. But the fact is, as long as this dude can bring something to the team or make an offense go, he's going to be around. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. You may not like it, but Hey, as long as this dude can do what he's been doing, He's going to be around somebody, team. So I, I agree with him. I don't think it's going to be the last time you see him. I don't. Uh, we want to pay Cam Jordan. Uh, I don't even care about these players. Just keep him for real, for real. He's a real captain, defensive end of my team in uh, the several years, TJ. Well, look, I, I already been on record talking about cam jordan and what he means i even wrote articles about cam jordan and what he means to the team and it's not like we just sitting up here talking about we want cam jordan like he just this old dude that can't do it anymore 
like I said, like he Udonis Haslam or something like that for the Heat, you know, just sat on a bench, was out there and, you know, not basically just being a figurehead, right? Being the Joe Paterno of the Miami Heat, like just out there. Like this dude is not only out there, but he's contributing and doing it better than the young guys that are supposed to come in to take his place. With that being said, like why wouldn't you want to add this guy to the team? I don't I don't get that. I don't get that at all. So let's see. Uh, Hunter has been dealing with neck problems, which could be uh, the reason for uh, possibly parting of ways. Well, look, it probably could be. It, it probably played well, you know, probably is, probably is the main reason because that there's no other reason why you want to get rid of a guy like Daniel Hunter. But, you know, if he has something that he can still bring to the table, why not? Are we forgetting that we drafted Isaiah Foskey? No. No. But once again, you can never have too many uh, good pass rushes. And, it, you know, and, it's, and it's, this is not a knock on Isaiah Foskey. It's not. I think that he's going to be a really good player. I, I've been on record saying that I think he's going to be a really good player too. So, but at the same time, man, I'm, I'm looking at depth and trying to become m- much better. Uh, why you bring that up, Ken Arthur? If I'm not mistaken, that was week 17 to keep our playoff hopes alive, too. Uh, young, not better than Trey Hendrickson. Um, I don't know. That, that remains to be seen. I mean, Trey Hendrickson is deep into his career, and and Chase, Chase Young is still trying to uh, establish himself. So if you're asking me right now, as far as like the players that they are and what they mean to their team, well, both of them mean something to their team, but who's contributing more? Yeah, I, I would say Trey Hendrickson. Do I think that Trey Hendrickson is a better athlete than him? No. Do I think that Trey Hendrick, like to me, Trey Hendrickson to me, where he is right now, he will never get any better. Seriously. Like his pass rush moves, his abilities and all that kind of stuff, I feel like he kind of reached his peak. Like when it comes to Chase Young, he's this good and he hasn't even scratched the surface of how good he can be. I mean, so that's that's the way that's that's the way I look at it. Like, I think that Trey Hendrickson is a really good defensive end. I think he's a really good pass rusher. He deserved to get paid. I kind of I saw it coming. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's why, you know, I was like, man, when he started like when he started getting them double digit sacks, I was like, man. Yeah, he on his way out. But if you're saying like based on, you know, where they are right now, yeah, Trey Hendrickson is better. But as far as like who has the capability of being the best out of both of those guys, Chase Young, to me. You know, I don't like, honestly, I don't feel like Trey Hendrickson, I don't think that Trey, Trey Henderson will ever get better than what he is right now. You know, like, I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't, <laughs> And that's not a that's not a knock because he's good, right? You know what I'm saying? I think he's just gonna stay on that level. He's a he's a high motor guy. He's freakishly strong, and he doesn't give up. You know, and that is one of the main reasons why you know, like he will stay in the lead. Like he's like Jared Allen. Like that's that's the perfect that's the perfect person. He's like Jared Allen or like Junior Gallette. Like Junior Gallette wasn't like man. Junior Gallette was just. Uh, freakishly strong you know what i'm saying like and you know he had a, a high motor too that's that's kind of what trey hendrickson remind me of like guys that just have high motors they just don't give up on plays you know but 
I feel like when it comes to like like Chase Young learning different pass rush moves and guys like watching him and trying to carve their game after him. Like if you ask me, okay, a guy, a, a young teenager's pass rusher sitting down at his high school right now. And no, let's let, let just say 10 years from now, right? And he's watching film. Who do I feel like out of Trey Hendrickson and Chase Young, he'll be watching to really try to carve his game to be the best? It's going to be Chase Young. I mean, that that's the way I feel about it. Is Chase Young better than Peyton Turner because we need any at all players that we can get some pass rush on these quarterbacks? I agree with that. It's about time for somebody else to, to get to the quarterback other than, you know, Cam Jordan. Uh, Cam Long in the tooth still needs to look for depth for the future. Foskey is just the first place. The first piece, I should say. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Well, whatever it is, it's a start. Anyone remember the quarterback performance from the last two season openers? Um, yeah, I think I think the last two season openers were like really, really good. You know, like um, well, it started off a little rocky the first uh this 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 past season, but you know, it got better. Uh the first season opener uh, against the Green Bay Packers, I think that was Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns in that game. Yeah, I mean it was it was good stuff. I say Lee Chase Young where he is. Okay, ain't nothing wrong with that. Let's see, TJ, why isn't AK on the field? Is it due to his situation? No, it's not. It's the fact that uh Elvin Kamara just never goes to OTAs. Um, I never I don't ever remember him going to OTAs. When has he ever went to OTAs? I don't remember. Probably maybe a second season or something like that. But I don't remember uh, Alvin Kamara ever going to OTAs. I mean, I could be wrong, but I I never remember this dude going to OTAs. Is Turner on the chopping block? I don't think he's on the chopping block, but it, it's 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 put up a shut up time for Peyton Turner, you know. And I'm gonna be honest with you, watching the interview with Dennis Allen. Um, I have to say, man, I don't think he's too impressed with Peyton Turner because here's, here's when I, I realized that, and I don't feel bad about saying this. See, I'm real big on body language. I'm also real big on, you know, interpreting what people are saying, you know, like by, you know, the, the words that they use, right? When the first question he started talking about was uh, Brian Brissett, right? You know, when it was talking about Brissett being out there getting first team reps, he lit up like a kid on Christmas talking about him. Oh, you know, he got length and size, and it's been a minute since we had a guy with this length and size on the inside, like yada yada yada, just ranting and raving about the dude. Then a question came up about Peyton Turner. You know, what do you see with Peyton Turner out there? Well, you know, I mean, he's still trying to get acclimated, you know, dealing with injuries, but it, it's it's kind of like the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's the same thing I saw. When he was talking about Adam Troutman last year, like everybody was talking about Adam Troutman, the, the media was asking questions about him, and all of a sudden he didn't seem like he was that impressed in him. And now you see Adam Troutman got traded away. I think it's the same way when it comes to Peyton Turner. I don't feel like he's impressed with Peyton Turner because here's the reality if he was, then Peyton Turner would not have been a healthy scratch all those weeks. You would be trying to find ways to get your first round pick on the field so honestly i don't feel like he's that impressed with him. i just i'm 
I don't. I, I think that it is put up or shut up time for Peyton Turner. So if, if Peyton Turner don't go out there and perform well, he's not going to be in a rotation. I'm talking about dude could possibly possibly be in street clothes. That's 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 the vibe I got from Dennis Allen talking about this dude. You feel confident in the defensive tackle position. I'm not comfortable. I'm not confident in any position. I'm just being real. I'm not confident in any position like that. Like, I think that every position for the New Orleans Saints needs to prove something. That includes wide receivers. That includes quarterback. That includes running back. That includes offensive line. Like, no, no position I'm looking at and I'm confident in. That includes linebacker. Even though we know Demario Davis has been a mainstay, P. Warner was pretty dominant earlier in the season before he got injured. You got DeMarco Jackson out there who, not surprising to me at all, is, is really showing why they, they are not worried about Caden Ellis at all. Um, all positions for the New Orleans Saints, to me, have question marks. I don't care who it is. Like, they're, they're, like as great as Michael Thomas is, as great as Olave is, as, as much promise as we've seen from Shahid, I still feel like that wide receiver room, we have a lot to be desired. And I think a lot of what going on and how we feel about their wide receiver room is our expectations of what these guys are supposed to be in our minds. Like Chris Olave is good, but at the same time, Chris Olave made a lot of mistakes last season, you know, in crucial situations, not coming down with footballs, fumbling the football in key moments. Now, do I feel like he's going to emerge and be much better? Absolutely. But once again, that's my expectation of Chris Olave. But I, I have question marks about all these positions. I wish I can sit up here and just tell you, oh, man, I'm confident in every position. I'm not. I Look, I, I know what people are saying, and I know what these guys can do. But at the same time, bad luck has been on the side. Well, bad luck has been on the side of the New Orleans Saints for for the last three years. Seriously, injuries. Uh, you know, lack of because of injuries, lack of chemistry. So let's just keep this thing together. You know, if they can keep it together, if I can see a little bit of a difference from last year to this year when it comes to the coaches and decisions, then I think that I would get on board. But right now, if I'm feeling this way, it's probably because I'm, I'm checking out some articles, you know, and that's just not me. You definitely know what you're talking about, man. Alan, uh, you know, I... Man, I'm just I'm just being real. It's not even about me knowing what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it, I'm reluctant, you know, and it, I'm reluctant to embrace this because I wanted to embrace it last year. I was excited about last year and look what happened, you know, and the year before injuries. Look what happened. You know, like so I just need to see this more than just two weeks. More than just, you know, three weeks. Like, we need to see this consistently. And it's about that time. Like, if you go out there and you have all hands on deck and you just don't get the job done, then it's like, okay, man, we know what it is, right? But 
when you see this and you like, man, we got this and that, and then all of a sudden you see it is that it worked the first week and you embrace it, and then all of a sudden it's like a shooting star, right? It, it was there and now it's gone. Like it's kind of hard to like sit up here and just confidently say, man, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, when you know history has has shown us that, oh, it can be tough. Um, I'm confident in our corners. I never thought I would say that after some of the bums we tried it out there. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I, I guess if you're looking at the cornerback position, yeah. If, if I'm looking at the cornerback position, that's fair, you know. But once again, you know, it, it was it was formidable last year. You had Adebo was having a hell of a camp. Then all of a sudden, he had a high ankle sprain. Then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Marshawn Lattimore was having a pretty good season. Then all of a sudden, uh, Tyler Lockett falls on his ribs and just completely, like, just turn that boy ribs into brittle. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, and he missing, like, 10 weeks. And then all of a sudden, like, you have to hope that a guy like Elante Taylor, which he did step up. But at the same time, I mean, then you had growing pain from Paulson Adebo. So, you know, like I said, man, everybody – Every position has something to prove. Now, some guys, some guys have to prove that they can stay healthy, and some guys just have to prove that they actually are worth the investment. And I think we all know if you follow this team, you know who goes where. Uh, do we panic if the first five games the Saints go two and three? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, uh, we really need a pass rush. I don't look. I'm not going to say we need a pass rush, but you can never have too many of them. How is that? How is that? Uh, I feel like uh, we've, let me see. I feel like we've a running back room. Oh, I assume you're saying we got a running back room, Tyrone. Thank you for, for the $5, by the way. Um, Yeah, look, I think that the running back room is deep. If the Saints can be one of those teams that can play smash mouth football, this can actually work in their favor. Um, but if they're going to be trying to throw the ball all over the place, then I feel I, I feel a problem going to be a brewing, you know, because, I mean, three running backs back there. How are you going to be able to use all three of them, you know, being a, a pass happy team as you've been in years past? If anything, I feel like by adding these three running backs to this room, I think the Saints are trying to tell us offensively they're going to try to establish the run a little bit more. And if they can do that then I feel like life is going to be easier for a Derek Carr. Dang, I missed the start of the show. Who that to the fam? Pops is all good. You can always be kind and rewind. Uh, we almost at the end of the show anyway. Uh, love the new studio, TJ. Hey, man, well, I appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, we, we did a little renovations over here, uh, you know, at, at the spot. Still not done, man. We're going to have some uh, – I'm going to be adding some more cameras to here and – you know, it's going to be looking a little bit different, you know, for game day and stuff like that, man. Still trying to work on it. Uh, but I'm excited, man. You know, I and painted the room a little bit, you know, saying flip some things around. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy about this, man. It's, uh, you know, I'm I'm enjoy it. This is actually what, my second. This is my second time doing a show since I've kind of renovated in here. And this is the first time me doing it live since I've uh, did some renovation. Uh, TJ, where's your nephew? Uh, he's upstairs uh, <laughs> playing a video game on online with my, my little cousin. They play video games all night long. 
Like, you know, I think last night he, he stayed up to about 6 a.m. playing video games. Couldn't even wake up this morning. Uh, let's see. Good to hear, TJ. Yeah, man, look, I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited about, uh, you know, where we're going uh, this season. I'm excited about some of the storylines. I'm excited about a lot of things that uh, are going to transpire. And I'm just – I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. Just trying to – just trying to give – people better content uh just trying to give people a better uh better show um better presentation uh we've been doing this for a long time man it was since 2018 18 19 20 21 20 so what is six seasons we've been doing the state of the saints podcast so for six seasons man you know we've been really working hard and grinding and trying to make the show the best possible uh tj should camara be afraid of losing his job uh if camara wasn't camara you know, but I think he'll be okay. I think I think the Saints just realized that they just needed to get this man some help. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh that's just a bunch of emojis. It says uh it's about more depth. If he can be available and help wreck a three game and give us clutch sacks, turnovers to help us win, that alone is worth a fourth round. <laughs> three games can make a difference uh in being in the playoffs. I agree with that. I agree with that. Ray Ray says you like the new Madden. New Madden is the old Madden, if you ask me. Like Madden has been Madden has been the same game with an updated roster for the last three, four years. And EA, EA continues to renew their contracts with the NFL because they know as soon as 2K Sports gets their hands on a simulated NFL game, it's over for them. Just like it was with NBA Live. Like, they might make NBA Live. They might not. 2K has dominated them. And they're going to continue to dominate them. And they know it. They holding on. And they they keep on. And the NFL, to me, is not being smart about this at all. You know, because if I was the NFL, you know, I would allow 2K to make NFL simulated games. I would. But it's just it's just the same game. Like, oh, uh, okay. Let me ask you. Okay, so am I going to buy Madden? Yeah, I am going to buy Madden. But it, it's kind like it, it's kind of like a family tradition, right? You know what I'm saying? Like grandma's favorite china. You know what I'm saying? Every Thanksgiving they pull out grandma's favorite china, right? You know, like yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's old. It looks like it's been out since 1987, but grandma loves it right and and she wants to continue to use it you know grand grandpa's favorite chair you know what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm saying it's, it's holding up being held up by gorilla duct tape and all this other stuff right but it's grandpa's favorite chair and yeah you know what i'm saying like we ain't gonna throw it out that's kind of how it feels with madden madden is the same game over and over and over again every single year with an updated roster and they, they'll probably add like some some new graphics or something like that like a guy running to the sidelines and a coach patting him on the behind or something but it, it's not about the gameplay experience it's more about the graphics themselves uh tim thank you very much for the 11 dollars canadian uh says uh this season is going to be exciting tj honestly ever since Derek carr called timeout to kick the charges out of the playoffs i've known this guy would be a saint he just got that intensity I love. Yeah, look, I, I like I like Derek Carr. I mean, I've always liked Derek Carr. I don't have any issues with him. 
Uh, I do feel like, you know, he, he has a command of the offense. And I think that he's going to do some things and you're going to see, you know, a little bit of improvement when it comes to the offense. Um, but, you know, like I said, only time will tell. Only time will tell. You know, uh, I'm I'm happy for him. You know what I'm saying? Whoever the Saints quarterback is, that's who I'm rooting for, period. Sacks are cool, but quarterback hurries is the better stat. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I went back and played Madden 08 the other day, and it was leaps and bounds better than the new BS. Yeah. I mean, some of them Maddens, man, like some of them older Maddens, like on uh, Xbox 360 and stuff like that, where you can create your own football team and, you know, take uh, players from that you uh, played in college football and have them going to the pros and continue their career. That's the game I'm excited about next year. You know, NCAA, NCAA football. That's the game I'm excited about, if you ask me. Um, but, yeah, Madden is uh, the same game. But, I mean, as far as Josh Allen, man, I know he's happy. Shouts out to Josh Allen, you know, being a cover boy of uh, this year's Madden. So, uh, what's money uh, got to do with it? Got to do with it. Uh, in my great late queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner. <laughs> Uh, ain't got nothing to do with it. We trying to win here. Uh, let's see. That last Madden I bought was Madden 17 last year. Uh, let's see. TJ, did you see uh, Motor Combat? I guess that's Motor Combat 1 trailers. Nah, I didn't see that. Nah, I didn't see that at all, man. I'm going to tell you what I've been. I've been watching. Okay. I binge watch All-American. Uh, shouts out to my guy uh, Derek Augustine who's on there. Um, I, I binge watched that um, the last couple of days, and now that that's over, um, now I'm watching Manifest, um, a show that I've been watching uh, for I don't know how long. So they brought back some new episodes for that. But as far as like video games and stuff like that, nah, I haven't really been on it like that. Um, I've been playing like in it uh, MLB the show, but. Haven't like haven't really been, you know, looking at video games or trailers or anything like that. Oh, let's see. Hello, who that family? Bye bye. I'm I'm so late. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we about to wrap it up in a few minutes. But uh, thank thank you so much, uh, Mr. Mina, uh, for for being here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, definitely want to just do a show tonight and uh, just kind of chop it up with everybody, man. It's been a minute. Um, been a minute since I really just uh done a live show I haven't done one in a couple of days the last show i did was actually pre-recorded because honestly i did that show number one uh was because michael thomas came back to practice and i did want to do a podcast and number two you know i was just trying to work on like the lighting presentation of um you know in, in the room which i'm still not too satisfied with just yet you know i still got some lighting issues that i want to uh, work on but yeah but it's been a minute and it's definitely been a minute since i did a live show from the house so <laughs> and we're gonna have like more live uh episodes from the house as the season uh goes on you know probably gonna go back to like how it was before where i was actually doing shows at night uh versus like doing shows at the radio station i still do them but probably as the season goes on i'll probably start doing uh shows like around this time once again because I, I do feel like more people are able to tune in uh, live around this time um, because, you know, people are at work, trying to unwind, trying to chill. During the day, 
you still get like a nice little a bit of individuals coming and, and, and checking out the show, but it, it's not as it, it's not as plentiful as, as it, it is at night because I mean people are listening and watching, but they can't really comment because you know they on the clock. So that's that's what we're trying to do. Hey, I love the night shows. I don't be at work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people been asking me about, you know, doing these shows at night. And then on, on top of that, you know, I, I was trying to get away from that too, because you know, I don't be wanting to step on nobody's toes. I know uh guys like Hoodie, um, um who who else? Uh Hoodie does show at night. Uh Big Q mostly does his shows at night. Um a few more people, you know, I know uh, keeping it real. I think he uh, you know, I think he does his show at night, Dolph. Um, does the show at night um so i'll be trying not to step on anybody toes so i mean but i think that you know like i said i just probably end up like doing shows at night because that's kind of been the thing I, i've been doing over the last couple of years and you know like i said people are more interactive because you know they're at home uh, let's see tj uh what do you think about delvin cook getting getting released I think that it's good for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and I think it's good for Dalvin Cook. Both uh, parties uh, probably need a break at this particular time. And um, Dalvin Cook has been a really good Minnesota Viking. He's had some injuries throughout his career, but when he's healthy, he's a he's a beast. And um, you know, I just think that you know he still has something left in the tank, and he can maybe go to a team and he can contribute and maybe win even even get a championship out the deal. Uh, let's see. Uh, LOL, the clock. Remember, it was a time before time when time didn't exist. That's good to know. Uh, can't wait for Jameis to light uh, up the preseason against NFL backups. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, been too long since I tuned in. KT, yeah, it's been a minute, man. Been a minute. Uh, Fake Base says, TJ, do you think we need any more wide receiver help? Are we solid with what we got? Um, once again, you could never have too much help. Uh, it, it all look. I'm not a coach. Um, I'm not in a facility, so I don't know exactly what guys are doing, what they're looking for. I think they got good depth right now. I think they got some guys that can make up for what other guys can do if that particular starter goes down. But I still have questions about the slot. Right, um, Rashid Shaheed could be that guy. Uh, maybe he can emerge, but I still think that you need a solid slot receiver, and I feel like that's something that's been missing from the Saints for a minute. Uh, let's see. Uh, I doubt we see much of Winston in the preseason. I expect to see rookie uh, taking more of the rep. Yeah, it might see Hayner out there. But, I mean, I think you'll see Jameis too. And to be honest with you, you know, um, you might want to put Jameis out there. Because like this may sound crazy, and it might make some people upset, but let just it, it can be one of those Bridgewater situations, like when Teddy Bridgewater was playing for the Jets, and you know the Saints uh, scope, uh, checked them out, and they made a trade with the Jets to bring Teddy Bridgewater to New Orleans. So it could be like one of those situations. You know, teams lose their quarterbacks all the time, and if Jameis is out there balling, doing his thing. You know, a team might make a phone call to the Saints and try to make a trade for them. I, I don't want that to happen, but, I mean, look, we have to understand it's a business also. Uh, let's see. What are your thoughts about the NFC South Division rivals? Who's going to be number one on the NFC South in 2023? TJ, I say New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Black Pussycats are going to uh, the basement to hit the brick wall. Well, look, I definitely disagree with that list right there. Um, I feel like the Carolina Panthers right now are the best team in the NFC South. Uh, the Saints, to me, would be second. Uh, it's a toss-up between Atlanta and Tampa. Like, it's a toss-up. And I will put I will put Atlanta ahead of Tampa right now. So, yeah, that's the way I put it. Like, I just think like I just think that Frank Reich is the best coach in the division. I think that the Carolina Panthers, despite what they were going through last season, they still were seven and ten, and they beat the Saints twice, and they had the best record in the division last year with mediocre to bottom of the barrel quarterback play. So you you got to give him the knock for that. So uh, you got to give him the notch for that. You know, to me, I'm sorry, but I think Carolina is number one the saints is number two i mean it's kind of hard to you know the kick against that because like i said the saints got swept by so uh saw saw your premiere miss barbara awesome job okay miss barbara you, you did have got a premiere premiere what uh I, I think after training it uh ain't gonna be no more uh sean payton baggage which means traquan is gone and all the other trash gone guys too well, you know, I mean, unless Traquan okay with doing some dirty work, which, you know, I think that the Saints might keep him around. <laughs> TJ, I never saw a coach bring in another coach for his quarterback. Must be nice. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Says, uh, I'm in no rush to trade Winston. Uh, it'll be the Saints' luck as soon as we trade him. Car goes down, and we're looking stupid. Good point. I mean, it was one of those things where you damn if you do, damn if you don't, right? Uh, I think after training camp is going to. Oh, I already read that one. Um, let's see. Says TJ Miss Barber was doing a recorded prediction for the Saints' season. Okay, all right, all right, that sounds good. All right, Miss Barber, I'm gonna check that out. Let's check that out. See what you have to say with that. Yeah, definitely going to be doing a prediction show late on in the season, man. I mean, late on in the offseason. You know, um, some of you probably checked out some of the predictions, which I'm not very content with doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I I mean, because I haven't really looked at everything. But, you know, I'm going to be doing that uh, very, very soon. Very, very soon. You know, y'all know I normally do that like around probably like second or third week of preseason. Uh, let's see, Prime Jameis or Prime Aaron Brooks? Uh, Prime, Prime Jameis to me, you know. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Brooks had moments, you know, flashes. Like, he he might give you three touchdowns. I mean, he was such a mixed bag, you know. You ain't know, like, like they say, life is like a box of chocolates. Uh, life is like Aaron Brooks. You ain't never know what you was going to get. You don't know if you were going to get three touchdowns, three picks. You know if you was going to get two touchdowns, two picks. You don't know if you was going to get uh, 400 yards or – uh, you know, a, a 400 air balls, you know, like you just didn't know what you was going to get. But I mean, you got to give him credit. Uh, he was the first uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback to win a playoff game. I was actually in attendance for that game. You know, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday, but, you know, I have to go with Jameis Winston. You know, I'm I'm a Jameis Winston fan. So, you know, you're not going to really, 
I mean, I got to keep it 100 on some things. And I know sometimes I, I get flack, you know what I'm saying, from Jameis Winston supporters. But, man, all in all, man, I got so much respect for the guy. I mean, it's hard not to like the guy. I mean, he has he, – he's a good person. Uh, he's surrounded by good people. And, um, you know, I got mad respect for, for him, his, uh, his dad, uh, his management team, just win. Uh, you know, I got respect for all those guys. So I'm always rooting for him, you know, no matter what. No matter if he's starting or he's on the sidelines, Jameis always going to get some love from me. Uh, and then on top of that, I mean, he's from Alabama, he's from Bessemer, um, probably like, what, 20, 30 minutes from where my wife grew up in Tuskegee. You know, so I'm always going to have <laughs> – I'm always going to have love for, for you know, for, for the Alabama ties right there, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it is what it is. Uh, but thank y'all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank y'all for staying up with your boy. Um, really do appreciate it. Going to have more shows like this. Hope everybody, uh, you know, enjoyed the uh, the little new layout that we have here. You know, the screen in the background. Probably, going like I said, going to look a little bit different, um, you know, as the season go on. But we're going to continue to do shows like this. Uh, definitely going to be opening up the phone lines, uh, you know, going forward. You know, and see what you all have to say and probably just chop it up with you. Hear what you all have to say. Um, we're going to be doing it like we, we've been doing it, you know, um, going back to that format. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun, a fun show, exciting show. Uh, ask that you hit the like button on your way out. I ask that you subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that donated to the show. Uh, I really do appreciate that as well. Um, definitely. uh very, very helpful, you know, for those that donate to the show. Um, and also all those that donate to the show, not just monetarily, but also just with your comments and your questions as well. Really do appreciate that. You got previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Uh, also check out the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast uh, website, gumbopiesports.com. Uh, write articles over there. Got a good, interesting article that I wrote about Michael Thomas that's out right now. Uh, probably going to be doing some more writing about the release of Dalvin Cook. Uh, that should be coming out pretty soon, as well as some other Saints news and news around the NFL, gumbopotsports.com. Uh, once again, thank you all so much. Have a good morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. Like always, all I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good.